All right, my friend. It is fantasy episode time. Yeah, week We're, eleven. Week eleven. We always start these things with the fantasy headlines. So we do have some injuries. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who was he was only quarterback twenty nine, quarterback twenty one on a point per game basis. He's out for the year with some fractures in his throwing shoulder. Now they are going with uh, DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson starting this week. His previous start in week four, they lost twenty eight three to the uh, Baltimore. He threw for 121, no touchdowns, three picks. Ford had nine carries for 26 yards, and Cooper had one catch for 16 yards. So the previous start with DTR brought everybody else down with him. Yeah, so let's see how this goes. A 6-3 and three Cleveland team, and especially when you're talking about a Cleveland team that is 6-3 and three and in the playoff picture right now, and you've got two teams in Cincinnati and Buffalo on the outside looking in. Like trying to get back in there. If you see, if you think somebody's going to falter, obviously, you know the Texans being a, a young team like that, they're 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 a team that uh, obviously one of those teams think they might be able to catch, but it makes it a, a lot more easier to catch Cleveland without without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I, the fantasy spin I wanted to spin. I don't know how many people are starting Deshaun Watson, but yeah, I, we'll see. Uh, I mean, so far. Just Josh Jobs has been able to keep TJ Hawkinson and, and Jordan Addison fantasy relevant. So it's interesting to see what happens with Jerome Ford and Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper could still be relevant. I would still start Amari Cooper. Okay. I don't know about other Browns. Maybe maybe Jerome Ford because that team's kind of built to run. But yeah, everybody else is like you're not you're not sneaking Elijah Moore into a flex spot. <laughs> no, for no, of course no. not. Yeah. Now the other pretty big injury this week. T Higgins is out again this week. Uh Last week, without T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd had eight catches for 117 yards. Irwin had two for 54 and a touchdown. So they're playing right now, but we'll see. With T. Higgins being down, who's averaging 10.3 points per game, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, that situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're definitely not going to have a start or sit and questions or anything like that concerning well, no, playing right but, now. I mean, just something to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. This is his second week in a row that he's, that he's missed. He's had injuries all year, so just something to keep an eye on. Uh, a couple of lesser injuries. Uh, Derek Carr has a concussion and an HC joint sprain. He's on a bye. So, I, I mean, we'll see what goes on there. Michael Thomas is out for the Saints as well. So, uh, I mean, just something to keep an eye on injury-wise for the Saints who aren't playing this week. Yeah, well, and, and, and the Saints have been kind of uh, one of those teams where they, they, they come through offensively fantasy-wise for you, and then other times they just absolutely kill you. Absolutely. Uh, one more injury to talk about before we talk about some good things. Ramonde uh, Stevenson left the uh, Germany game with a back injury. Now, they're on a bye, so we're not going to get any update, but just something to keep an eye on going forward with the only fantasy-relevant Patriot. He is the only fantasy-relevant Patriot. If you have any other Patriots, you don't need to put him on your roster. As a matter of fact, I mean, you don't need to put him in your starting lineup. I might, I might go as far as to say Ramondre is probably the only rosterable Patriot. Yeah, I mean, outside of the deepest leagues where you might need Hunter Henry or Demario Douglas, yeah, you're right. He's probably the only rosterable Patriot. Yep. All right, some happy returns. We talked about the negative. We got some happy returns. Uh, d looks like Devon uh, Achan is back. He is running back 25, but he is averaging 26.1 points per game. He's designated a return, so it looks like he'll be back. Yeah, he missed. he's missed, what, five weeks? And he's RB25. Isn't that so, crazy? Yeah. That's how much of an impact he made when he, you know. Yeah, him and uh, Kyron Williams, who might be coming back in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Uh, another guy coming back. We got Nico Collins, who's wide receiver 22. He's on his, he's coming back this week. So, yeah. I, I mean. Well, and if he if he just slides right back into that Noah Brown spot, we know what he, we know what the uh, we know what the numbers are there waiting for him. Absolutely, uh, another guy on a happy returns, Justin Fields, who 
before his injury, he was quarterback five. He's quarterback 11 on a point-per-game basis. So looks like Fields is coming back. It was crazy. I saw a stat that showed that he had more touchdown passes than Trevor Lawrence and let and uh what it, more touchdown passes and J- Trevor Lawrence played five more games. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And the thing is we usually put Trevor Lawrence in that higher category and that, you know, more accomplished category. Yeah, know? but we always we we kind of had Justin Fields in that high category for for quarterbacks as well. Yeah. So, uh, another fantasy relevant note, the streak has come to a close, my friend. Christian McCaffrey has broke his 17 game touchdown streak last week. Yeah. I mean, they tried. I, 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 he I, had, I he had, had opportunities. Yeah, they were they're like everybody else was out, and and Kyle Shanahan was fully aware of it, and he tried on like four straight plays. Yeah, and and not to mention the fact that everybody else ate that week. Debo had a touchdown. Kittle had a touchdown. Ayuk had a touchdown. Everybody ate that week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another fantasy relevant news: Jalen Warren has been named RB one in Pittsburgh by uh, Coach Tomlin. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he's he's running the ball with more, you know, with more fervor and some and more. Uh, you know, he's just running more aggressively. It's like last year with Pollard and Zeke. You just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And the opposite of happy returns, happy trails. Uh, Jags wide receiver Zay Jones, who was averaging 9.3 points per game. He has been injured. He's now been arrested on misdemeanor, ba- misdemeanor domestic battery. So uh, happy trails, Zay Jones. Yeah, welcome to the uh, commissioner's list probably as soon as he's <laughs> done being hurt. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. The Dolphins are studs. The Patriots are done. All right, thanks, guys. The kids, uh, bring the kids involved. Get the kids in the game. You know what's funny is my wife was like, hey, you know what? She was like, I see that you put the kids in the podcast. I'm like, been there for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) All right, so, Tim, studs and duds. Let's talk about it. Studs and duds times, you know. All right, we start with the quarterback. Uh, Twelve quarterbacks broke 20 points. Week 10's quarterback number one. All the way up to quarterback five on the season, Dak. Yeah. He has been eating 404 passing, four touchdowns, one interception, 48.8 points for Dak Prescott. There, there is nothing better than a than a than a Cowboys at home Dak Prescott. <laughs> he just kills it at home when he's playing against bad teams. And let's face it, I think pretty much every single game they played in Dallas, they played against a bad team. Yeah. Now, quarterback stud number two for this past week. Week 10's quarterback number two, quarterback three on the season. We we told you all offseason, Justin Herbert. Yep. 323 passing, four touchdowns and an interception, three thirty-six point four points for Justin Herbert. Yeah, this is what this is what we were expecting from the Chargers. I mean, they got off to that slow start um with the with all those losses and, and not putting up the points like we thought. They, the week one we they put up a bunch of points, but um this is a team we knew was going to be high powered and, and put up a bunch of points and now they're doing it more and more as we're getting further in the season. Yeah, you're not wrong. The stud spotlight at the quarterback position. I, I just wanted to throw some more roses at Joshua Dobbs. He was quarterback six for week ten. Unbelievably, he's quarterback ten on the season. It just blows my and mind. Said, it's for two teams. <laughs> yes. He's averaging nineteen point seven points per game on his third team this calendar year. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. I mean it's good for him. You know, and as the, you know, who could really use him right now? Cleveland, who yeah. traded him to Arizona, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, I forgot about that. All right, one thing I didn't forget about some duds. All right, the quarterback position duds. Week ten's quarterback thirty-one, quarterback twenty on the season. Trevor Lawrence, one eighty-five passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble lost. 
2.1 points for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, this is a guy that a lot of us, we were all talking about how he was like number six, number seven, you know, on, on quarterbacks. And it was like the last guy before the drop-off and some of that. And it was like, oh, no, no, apparently we were wrong. There was a drop-off before him because yeah. this has been brutal. He is definitely taking a step back fantasy-wise. His team looks better, but fantasy-wise, he's taking a step yeah. back. Uh, and another guy who's taken a step back since his amazing debut. Uh, week 10's quarterback 28, quarterback 35 on the year. Will Levis, 199 passing, no touchdowns and interception. 5.9 points for Will Levis. Yeah, they're not. They He is not uh, what the one week showed him. You know, usually you get somebody come in there and magical things can happen or, or you know, horrible things happen and stuff like that. And usually they're not as good or not as bad as their first week shows. And this just shows. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, he started off with 34 points. In the last two weeks, he scored 8 and 5. Yeah. And the Dud Downer, I had to point out, Week 10's quarterback 30, 19 on the season. Just a really disappointing season for Derek Carr. Yeah. The guy's averaging 14.3 points per game, despite having the likes of Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, well, I don't know what else to say because I was saying it all. I've been saying it as long as this whole past year or two. I've been saying it. He, I do not feel Derek Carr was never an above-average quarterback. I always feel like he is a average to below-average quarterback who every now and then has above-average games. But like fantasy-wise, he was putting up numbers, you know, and, and, and he's not even doing that this year. I, I just think it's been a, a complete disappointment. Yep. Yep. All right, moving on to the running back position. S- only six running backs broke 20 points this past week, so it wasn't a huge week for running backs. And you'll be able to tell by the first name I mentioned. Week 10's running back number one and unbelievably running back six on the season, Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. In PPR leagues. 119 yards receiving and a touchdown this yeah, last week. Exactly. Yeah. 157 total yards. Most of those came. And again, they, they were trailing and had to get some dump-offs. But guess what? Those count. Yep. Yeah, 157 total yards and a touchdown. 27.7 points for Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. I mean, it, you know what? It He is on pace to go over his total for rushing yards. Which was only, I think, like seven seventy-five. But yeah, it's they, this is a team that does not bother trying to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's pretty much. And you know, like once again, when you're talking about uh, Sam Howell, I mean, and Eric Bieniemy, they they seem to be perfectly content passing the ball. And Brian Robinson was not usually the guy you would think of as the receiving no, back. I think that's why there was some hype this for preseason for Antonio Gibson, and and once again, that has not worked. Yeah, yeah. so all right. The other running back stud for Week 10, running back number two for Week 10, RB13 on the season, Jameer Gibbs. 112 total yards, two touchdowns, 26.2 points for Jameer Gibbs. And you know what? They just keep, he just keeps improving. This is a guy who got off to a slow start, but. You know, Detroit when uh, when Montgomery got hurt, he finally got his opportunity, and he's been he's been doing well. Now Montgomery's back, and he's still part of this offense. Both of them. It's one of those things where this this two-headed monster, you could put both of them out there and be comfortable. Absolutely. And uh, to round out the running back stud segment, one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> what did you say about my recommendation for this guy last week? You said, quote, trash, trash, trash. Yep, I well, did. Well, guess who was right? Yep. You were right, Tim. You week, were right. Week You're the best, Tim. You're so right. You're so right. Devin Singletary totally nailed it that week. Nailed it. Yeah, Week 10's running back three, uh, Devin Singletary. 30 attempts, 
150 yards and a touchdown, 23.1 points for Devin Singletary. Yes, even my seven-year-old can hit the bullseye on the dartboard once every now and then. Wow. It wasn't the fact that I'm not knocking on your pick oh, I think of you Devin Singletary. Did. I'm knocking on the fact that a running back like Devin Singletary can have one good week. Okay, all right. That, does, that doesn't sound like a Tim, you were right, but that's okay. Tim, you were right, though. You called it. You absolutely called it. I hope you want all that money putting him into your DFS lineup. <laughs> so I, I always get in all the free DFS. Now, yes. the ones we would do on the show, I put into a pay DFS line. Yes. But I always still do all the free stuff. I'm not stupid. Take yeah, the they have like the $4,000 one for exactly. like Miller Lite. There was a three 150-person entry tournament on DraftKings that I won. I finished number one. You know what my prize was? Nothing. Nothing. I don't understand like, what that uh, was. Like, how do they say, like, is it, like, randomly throughout the season there's $3,000 that they're going to give away? You just don't know when it's going to be? I don't. Uh, what is that? What was that? I have no idea. That lineup was amazing. That lineup had Devin Singletary, Noah Brown, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, yeah, number one out of 150, my prize was $0. I, I have no idea, like, how that <laughs> even happens. Because, and the, and the top of it, it did say, like, the Miller Lite $4,000, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, like disbursement yeah. of prizes or something yeah. like that. It's like, I'm waiting. <laughs> so, so what's the, what, what is my prize? Crickets. <laughs> crickets. <laughs> the same thing I get from the wife. And the worst part about it is you don't even get to keep the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so the running back duds segment. I'm going to file this under what a difference a year makes. Oh, yeah. Running back 47 on the season, Miles Sanders. He had two carries for negative five yards. Two catches for 15 yards, a whopping three points. What a difference a year makes for Miles Sanders. I, even kill, even Carolina's moved on from him. He is not the back. Chubba Hubbard is the back. And yeah. and what's crazy is is that at the beginning of the season, when Carolina gave him all that money, we were like, "What are you doing?" Oh yeah, he was on. Yeah, he was on our yeah. free agent. What's going on? But yeah, what a difference a year makes. And surprisingly, in fantasy, he's still rostered in 65 percent of leagues. Well, yeah, because you, you just think that sooner or later he's going to turn around because he's a name. He's got a name. Yeah, no, I'm part. <laughs> I'm part of that 65. Yes. I'm, I'm holding out hope. You just very put him on the bench and hope yeah. that it turns around. Yeah, a guy you can't put on the bench, but qualified for duds last week. You mentioned him in the main episode, Derrick Henry. Uh, still running back 12 in the season with Derrick Henry, 20 total yards. One reception, no touchdowns. Obviously, three points for Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's you know what it as as uh, Will Levis is in there and uh, they're trying to do some different things. I mean, they're just not doing it with Derrick Henry. I mean, it, it is. I mean, can we be honest? In playing his day, Derrick Henry is not in their future plans. Apparently not. But I, I thought, and we've talked about it on both podcasts. We thought that the Titans would give him the treatment that the Raiders gave Josh Jacobs last year. The, we have no future obligation to you, we're going to run you into the ground. Yep. I thought that's what they would do in Tennessee with Derrick Henry, and we were wrong. No, they're doing the exact opposite. They're like, we're going to limit the amount of carries that you get, and we're going to see what we got with Ty J. Spears, and we're going to see what we got with Will Levis, and we're going to throw the ball around. And Which is funny, because when Will Levis and Ty J. Spears are ready to be stars for that team, Vrabel's not going to be the coach of that yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. It'll so. be somebody else will be there. All right, the dud downer, if you will, for the running back position, as as a, as another one of those what a difference a year makes, Jamal Williams. He's running back 74 on the season. He's averaging 3.6 points per game. He has played in six games and has zero touchdowns. What a difference from last year. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what a difference, Go being on Detroit and, and kind of like feasting in Detroit in that role and then going somewhere where... Uh, you had Kamara already, and I think we had all said that when he moved there. We were like, 
I don't see how this, I don't see how this works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody saw this as a good fit. And especially with the fact that Taysom Hill is playing Taysom Hill football. So you don't need a goal line back like what Jamal was doing in, in Detroit because you seem to be content with letting Taysom Hill do that. Yeah, and that's it's just to know one of those things that spotlights why running backs are, are getting less and less money because it's the offensive line. Yeah. What did Miles Sanders went from the amazing offensive line of Philly to Carolina? Yeah, but Jamal Andrew, Jamal Williams isn't even getting the goal line carries. Right. Yeah, which didn't make the signing of him make sense to begin with. with. None of but it he's another one of those the Detroit offensive line is amazing. The Saints offensive line is not Detroit, they're not Philly. But like you said, they're a combination of not a great offensive line, and they're not giving him attempts. Taysom Hill's their goal line back. Do you think the writing was on the wall? Like, because Detroit was like, he led the league in rushing touchdowns last year, and he was like, hey, I want to stay. And they were like, uh huh, okay, we're signing David Montgomery. You know, like it's like, you know what I mean? Like they were like yeah. quickly to be like, it's okay, buddy. Here you go. Here's the door. Yeah, you know, it might be one of those where in a couple years from now he comes back as like a running backs coach or yeah, you know, something. But uh, because you know, what I'm saying like you, we saw. Yeah, I mean. The he's a talented responded. guy. Yeah, he's it, a talented. He's a talented guy. He was talented. He was a. He was a fantasy. He was. He was somebody to be, not to be meddled with when he was in Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like he was somebody that you could put in there, even as an RB two. You know what I mean? And and in in Detroit, he he expanded on that, and now it's just not that way anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some positive things. The wide receiver studs. Four wide receivers broke the thirty po- thirty point pr- threshold. So some great performances last week. All the receivers. Oh. All right. Week 10's wide receiver number one, wide receiver two on the season, Keenan Allen. Yep. 11 catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns, 40.5 points for Keenan Allen. And this is incredible because this is a guy that's already over 30. You know what I mean? Like this is where you start seeing the drop off. I know receivers have a lot, have a couple more years in them than running backs, but Keenan Allen is playing some of his best ball right now. And he's got guys that are what 24, 25, you know, you got your you got your CD Lambs, you got your Jamar Chases, you got you know like Justin Jefferson and some of that. Keenan Allen is is like the veteran of those guys and he's just taking everybody to task. But with Keenan Allen, talent has never been the issue. No. Staying healthy yes. has. And knock on wood for his owners, he so far has stayed healthy. Yes. So uh, the other stud of Week 10, uh, wide receiver number two on the week, wide receiver five on the season, C.D. Lamb. I knew we were going to talk about him. I knew 11 he was catches, up. 151 yards, a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, 39.5 points for C.D. Lamb. And this is what happens when you're playing in Dallas and you're playing against a bad team. And the, the Dallas just feasts at home. And not only do they feast at home, but they feast at home, especially when it's bad teams. Speaking of feasting, since their bye week, CeeDee Lamb has put up 41, 28, and 39 points. Just amazing. Yeah, he's he is he is a monster when it comes to fantasy. And you know who was a monster for fantasy this past week? Another Tim told you so. Oh, here we go. Is it Noah Brown? It is Noah Brown. <laughs> week 10's wide receiver number 6, averaging 14.2 points per game. I told you. I tried to tell everybody. I told you. <laughs> Noah Brown, seven catches, 172 yards, 24.2 points for Noah Brown. I haven't had a I told you so since week one when I told you that you should have drafted Kyron uh, Cal- and You, well, you were Williams. taking a victory lap, Calvin Ridley, for yeah, week one. Yeah, Tell and, uh, and uh, Ky- Kyron Williams, yeah. All your rookie tight ends. Yep, you were yep, right about yep. Sam Laporta. 
But yeah, for at least for one brief shining moment, I'll break my arm, pat myself on the back. Well, I man, do it twice now because you did it twice in this episode. You get to do it twice. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I need I need my right arm. No, break your arm seriously. Okay. Oh. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we just started yes. to do a completely different podcast. Yes. Uh-oh. All right. So uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we've got the duds. Uh, wide receiver 63 on the season, but still averaging 10.3 points per game. Deontay Johnson. One catch, 17 yards, 2.7 points. This is right after a week where he scored 22 points. So. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get this Jekyll and Hyde kind of uh, totals. I mean, look, with George Pickens, with Deontay Johnson, when you're talking about a, a bad, bad, a very bad Steelers offense, because the best thing about that Steelers offense is their ability to run the ball because Kenny Pickett is not it. Yeah, you're not wrong. And then a, a guy who did not benefit from the return of Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown. Uh, he one catch, twenty eight yards, three point eight points from Marquise Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I mean, let's see, let's see how it goes. Kyler just got back. Kyler likes to run around and create and stuff like that, and and he was definitely focused on Trey McBride. We're gonna get on him later. I'm pretty sure you're gonna drop. Oh, him in you're not second. wrong, my friend. You are not wrong. Uh, in the dud segment of what's going on with this guy, Calvin Ridley, he's wide receiver forty three on the season. His last four games, he scored six. One, 14, and four. What is going on with Calvin Ridley? Uh, this, this is just this is just what you're getting. I mean, you're getting well, especially this week when you're talking about 34 to three. I think I don't think you're gonna see much in the uh, in the ways. I'm surprised when you talked about duds. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Travis Etienne. When you're talking about duds, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Christian Kirk. I mean, that whole team was a dud. Well, I don't know. That week. I, I I already had some really bad candidates, so we don't need to beat a dead horse. Yeah, I understand. But I'm, I'm just uh, saying, not this past week, I'm saying overall what has been going on with Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is, is he's going to be boom or bust. There is, no, there is no he just got you eight points or ten points or something like that. He's either going to get you a lot or he's not going to get you any. So would would he be next year's recipient of the Julio Jones Award? He might be the, the end of this year's recipient of the Julio <laughs> Jones Award. All right, let's move on to tight ends. Only three tight ends this past week broke 20 points. We kind of knew that would happen with Kelsey on by. But, uh, yeah, Week 10's number one tight Trey end. Trey McBride. No, no. Oh. Uh, week 10's so number one. And tight end one overall, TJ Hawkinson. Wow. 11 catches, 134 yards, a touchdown, and he was body slammed on every tackle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? With Hawkinson, though, let's see Let's see how that shakes out because he still has to have his buy, and Kelsey's off of his buy. I'm just saying, I, I another guy I was touting in the preseason, TJ Hawkinson is currently tight end one and scored 30.4 points this past week. Awesome. He was on my team. <laughs> He's on one of my teams. <laughs> I like it. He's a guy. He's, my just guy. Keep doing it. He's one of my guys. All right. Uh, tight end two on the week, the guy you mentioned, Trey McBride. Uh, he's actually up to tight end 16 on the season, which was remarkable, seeing as he was the second tight end on his own team to begin the year. Yeah, and he, the first like five weeks, he wasn't even relevant. Yeah, eight catches, 131 yards, 21.1 points for Trey McBride, and uh, I, I believe Zach Ertz may not have his job when he comes back. Oh, uh, That's absolutely true. Uh, the tight end stud spotlight, one guy I wanted to point out who's been uh, pretty good lately, uh, he was week 10's tight end 5, Tyler Conklin. He's only owned in 16% of leagues. The last two weeks, he scored 12.6 points and 14 points. So a, a a a position that's been brutal, he's one guy on the Jets' offense who has at least the last two weeks done something. Yeah, well, you see, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, here's a guy on the Jets. It's like... <laughs> well, apparently they're still not using Brees Hall. No, they're not. But you remember when Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets was a story? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like... What happened? I mean, it's what they, it, they cut Michael Carter. 
I mean, it's not even it, it with yeah, Michael Carter getting cut. I mean, Dalvin Cook being pretty much non-existent, a non-fa, not even non-existent, non-factor. I mean, wow. I mean, it, that I mean the Hackett thing. I mean, at some point, maybe Sean Payton's right a little bit about <laughs> Hackett. I mean, maybe he just can't hack it. Oh. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Uh... Amazing segment. The, <laughs> been, the, this is the longest we've done this. So they, they, they yeah, feel like... we're we're having fun. Uh, the tight end duds. Following up his twenty-one point performance, Janu Smith had one catch for one yard, one point one points for Janu Smith. Yep. Yeah, well, you know it's Atlanta. This is what you're gonna get. Atlanta. Atlanta. If there's a team that you can't trust anybody fantasy wise, it's the guy who's it's the team that has the head coach that does not care about your fantasy football. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Another guy I was really surprised, not just this past week, but overall, Juwan Johnson. I know he's been hurt. He had one catch for two yards, so 1.2 points for Juwan Johnson. He's averaging five points per game. This is a guy who had seven touchdown receptions last year. He has one in six games. Yeah, he's 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 borderline droppable. He's borderline you don't need this guy on your team. Yeah, even in the deepest of leagues. Yeah. Time for Dad's favorite segment. Start him or sit him. All right, thanks again, guys. Let's start Sid. Got the kids getting involved in here, Tim. Tim, bye weeks this week, huh? You got Jonathan Taylor and then a whole bunch of people. It's like, eh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, like... I'm going to start right away with the starter machine. We got quarterbacks on by. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Moving along. Like, uh, was it uh, Kevin Bacon's character in Animal House? He's like, yeah. stay calm. Nothing to see. All is well. All is well. Yeah, no, I, the only injury of note, Deshaun Watson, he wasn't really fantasy relevant. So I, I'm not digging too deep at the quarterback position. Um, I, I Josh Jobs is is he an auto start at this point? Uh, I you know I I guess it all depends who you who you're sitting. I mean at this point I would start Dobbs over Trevor Lawrence with the way Trevor Lawrence is playing. Wow. I mean yeah, well it's, it's trash. It's 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 bad. Trash, it's been trash, bad. Trash. It's so bad right now. <laughs> uh, what about Justin Fields at Detroit? Are we getting him right back out there? I'm a little hesitant to put him out there. Obviously, it wasn't a leg injury, so he's going to get his rushing yards. But, but I think there might be some issues with, with passing with that thumb. But yeah, let's see the how dislocated thumb, sometimes that stuff just never gets right. But, I mean, he's missed five games. So, at this point, if he's if he's coming back and he's not 100% now, I don't know what you were waiting for. Like, I don't know. Yeah, plus that matchup, that Lions game, selfishly, I've got him and Jared Goff. I'm starting Jared Goff. Just because I, I, I'm i just curious, you know, like, that's why whenever somebody's coming back, I always ask you about them. Like, are, are we tossing right into the fire? Well, the, when you're talking about Goff or Fields, I mean, Goff plays really well at home. He's yeah. a great fantasy quarterback when he, play, when he plays at home, and he's playing against the Bears defense that can't stop the pass. All right, what about Matt Stafford? Looks like Matt Stafford's going to be back for a home game against Seattle. Oh, man. You know what? I, I want to say no, but... I mean, I, I wouldn't be putting him out of somebody else that's that's ranked higher than him. You know, you're not going to bench Purdy with the way he's been playing for Stafford this week. You're not going to bench... Oh, Stafford or Geno Smith? Hmm. Advantage push. No, I, oh, yeah, Geno's been brutal yeah, this Gino's year, Geno's been pretty bad this year. I think he had a pretty decent week last week. But, uh, no, it's been pretty brutal. I would say if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably put Stafford out there. Stafford or Russ? Is Russ in the circle of trust? Um... Well, they're playing against Minnesota. I mean, they're at least at home. I, I would, I would trust Russ. But I, yeah, I would also trust it because Stanford has a whole bunch of weapons on, uh, on his team too with Puka and and Cooper Cup and, um, uh, 
Man, it's a, that is a that is a really interesting one. I'm gonna say Russell because Russell could still run a little. Stafford cannot run. Stafford's got put no some thought into your least favorite segment. All right, go Ricky Vegas. All right, let's move on to the running back position. Um, I ran it, out of thoughts. <laughs> if any position is hurt by the buys this uh, this week, it is the running back position. Yeah, Ramondae Stevenson, Bajan. Uh, who finally started getting some carries. He had 22 carries last week for Bajan Robinson. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara out. Injured, Damian Pierce, Saquon's questionable, Aaron, Aaron Jones is questionable. If any position is hurt by buys this week, it is the running back position. Yeah. So let's set the line. Uh, what about Isaiah Pacheco versus Philly? Yeah, I would start Pacheco. But, you know, he's, he's borderline RB2 flex already. I mean, I think actually if you look at it in the season, he's what, RB26? Uh, he's, yeah, he's actually RB19. I just bring it up. Philly is number one versus the run, and he has one touchdown in his last four games. Yeah, I mean, but did you, if you were expecting Pacheco, if you picked Pacheco to be tight end dependent, uh, touchdown dependent, then you picked him for the wrong reason already anyway. All right. So you can about pick him for the wrong reasons. What about your boy James Cook against the Jets? Yeah, because, the, well, let me, <laughs> yes, because James Cook has been running the ball really well. The biggest problem is, is that Buffalo chooses not to run the ball. The Jets, if you're going to beat that defense, one thing that they are have a hard time doing is stopping the run. So run but, the ball. But will they run the ball? Exactly. But you know what? That's you, why I'm asking you about James Cook. James Cook, you got to put him out there. He's He, he has RB2 borderline RB1 potential if he gets the if he gets the carries that he should yeah, get. I mean, he has one rush touchdown all year. He had 46 yards in the week 1 matchup against the Jets. Yeah, but last week if they just ran the ball with James Cook, if they gave him 20 carries, he rushes for 150 yards. Well, I don't think anybody's questioning his talent. It's his opportunity I'm worried about. Well, yeah, but once again, you that his talent and the fact that they just fired Ken Dorsey I mean, let's see what happens. If you're, if not now, when? Oh, there's the old cliche. I should. I'm gonna hey. start with a little. I'm gonna start with a <laughs> counter. Uh, you haven't gotten a topsy turvy in yet, so I, I, you know, we're waiting on that one. Uh, what about Ty Chandler at Denver? Are we getting him right out there? I actually think this is gonna be. Uh, this is gonna be. If he's gonna do it, it's gonna be this week. Tyson, would you say if not now? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, as a as a waiver pickup with Madison with his injuries and stuff like with Madison with the concussion. Um, I think I think this is a week that Ty Chandler feasts, and then you could put him back on your bench and never talk about him again. <laughs> never speak. Yes, speaking of never. He's like Deion Jackson. Again. Remember when Deion Jackson came in oh, like week God. six last oh, year? I remember. I know when you Jonathan do. Taylor was out and he had that monster. We got 170 yards. <laughs> 170 yards. Oh, two I touchdowns. remember, my friend. So that I think we're gonna have one of those weeks. So I think you go ahead and put him out there. Uh, Ty Chandler or Devin Singletary? Man, you're the one that's on. You're the one that's big on Singletary. I was. Always, I don't like Singletary at all. I think one week doesn't make what's going on. Damian Pierce is back. I think Ty Chandler gets more of the bulk of the carries. I think with da Damian Pierce back, I think this comes back to a, a 60-40 split. And I, I don't think 60% of the carries going to Singletary is going to nut a big result for him. 60% <laughs> of the time works every day. Yes. <laughs> I'm such a child. All right, let's move on to the running uh, wide receiver position. 
Uh, on by, we've got Drake London, Michael Pittman, Chris Olave, and Demario Douglas. So a whole bunch of people that you started going, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, <the> only, <laughs> I think the only guy you start with confidence of that is is maybe Olave. I mean, well, he started Pittman, on my team every single time. Yeah, I mean, Michael Pittman has had good yeah. weeks. Uh, injuries. Uh, T. Higgins is out. Looks like Justin Jefferson's a couple weeks away. So a couple question marks. A guy I wanted to ask you right away, and I think I know your answer, but I still got to ask Amari Cooper. With DTR playing quarterback, the last time he played quarterback, Amari Cooper had one catch for 16 yards. I think yes. The total in this game is 33. I think yes, because you can still pass against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's like the old uh, 2000 Bears, you know, the 2000 Lovey Smith Bears with Erlocker. They're bend, don't break. You know what I mean? And then they just kind of get a sack or get a timely interception or turnover or something like that um, at, the, at the most opportune time for them to... to capitalize on it i think that amari cooper even though that one week he had a bad week uh, he is he is the he is the best fantasy option in cleveland and i'm not talking about just running the uh, i'm not talking about just receiving i'm talking about just in general okay what about jerry judy against the vikings and it's hard it's hard to back judy right now with the right? fact that Cortland sutton's doing as well as he is you've got a lot of other people in uh denver right now are getting a little little snippets of the action and stuff like that I don't. I don't know. I, I I stay away from Jerry Judy at this point. Yeah, I, I bring him up. Uh, yes, he has one touchdown the entire year. He's averaging nine point one points per game. But the Vikings are twenty sixth against the pass. Yeah, but once again, there's there's nothing that says Jaleel McLaughlin doesn't get the touchdown or Marvin Mims Jr. or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, I hear you. Insert random guy. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more guy I want to ask you about: George Pickens against the Browns. Dude, it's. I like Deontay Johnson over George Pickens, and George Pickens is just... I feel like he's a boomer bust. He is a boomer bust. He's not even a PPR guy. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you're in a PPR league, George Pickens, you better get that 60-yard touchdown, or, you, or you're kind of just like, wow, that this sucks. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, so yeah. that's what I would say. If you need, if you're, if you have, if you have a couple of guys going in this Thursday game, um, you know, and and you're off to a you're off to a slow start. Maybe you got Boyd. Maybe, maybe you, you got, got Mark Andrews. Maybe you got Mark Andrews who's, who got hurt. Maybe you know what I mean. If you got some of those guys, um, and you had a rough rough uh, rough Thursday game, maybe throw them out there because it's boom or bust. I hear you. Uh, a couple guys that are boom or bust of these three guys, would you consider any of them? Yahan Dotson. Noah Brown or Quentin Johnston? Well, I'm going to take Noah Brown out of the equation. I think that with Nico Collins back and Tank Dell there and stuff like that, I feel like he reverts back to a to a smaller role because I feel like that's that's. I'm, ne- I'm going to call him and let him know. Yeah, you tell him, let him know. Um, so that leaves Jahan Dotson and Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston. I think Quentin Johnston could. Could do, could get there. I think Quentin, Quentin Johnson. You have a Chargers team that continually puts up points. Herbert's playing some of his best ball that he's been playing all season. Give me Quentin Johnson. All right, buddy. It is time to move on to the tight end position. Uh, th- there's very few you can justify sitting in a league where you have to start a tight end. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But but that doesn't mean the position doesn't get ugly at times. Kelsey, yes. <laughs> Thank Hawkinson, you. Hawkinson, yes. <laughs> Killed it. All Laporta, right. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for the buys, we got Hunter Henry, Kyle Pitts, and Taysom Hills on a buy. Well, let me start with this. Pitts, no. Hunt, Henry, no. Well, they're, they're, even when they're not on a buy, no. <laughs> no, no, anyway. Oh, all right. Um, now, a, a matchup I'm concerned about, like I said, because the total in the quarterback. What about David and Joku? Um, 
Man, I have to start him in one league because in my dynasty league, I have him, Isaiah Likely, and um, and Ju- Juwan Johnson, who's who's borderline droppable. So yeah, I got no choice. I have to start him. So, so I, what I, about I, the people who are not in sixteen team? Yeah, yes, if you're not in a sixteen team dynasty league, I would probably stay away from uh, David Njoku. Okay, what about Cade Otten? He's Cade. at he's at San Fran. Now he scored twenty three points in week nine, but he had three last week. No, I think you know who your who your start guys are when in in, in San Fran when you're a Tampa Bay team. I mean, it's yeah. like what, Evans? Evans, maybe not even Godwin at yeah, this point. Godwin's been- Maybe not even Godwin at this point. It might be like Rashad White and uh, and Evans, and that might be it. Yeah. Uh, what about Michael Mayer at Miami? No, I'm done. I'm done backing the my the mayor. I've I mean, been backing the mayor train for weeks, and I feel like it hasn't been netting the best. He scored last week. Yeah. The totals forty eight in that game. I, I just I feel like if they're gonna if with the Raiders staying in that game, it's going to be. With uh, some Jacoby Myers running the ball and Deon- Devontae Adams. All right. What, do you have any interest in either of these guys in, in a last emergency? Chiga Conquo at the Jags or Tyler Conklin against the Bills? And I don't like either one of those options. I, I just go right. Let's go back to Michael Mayer, I guess. <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I. I have no faith in Chigakonkwa. I haven't had faith in him the whole time. I know that when beginning of the season they were ranking him like in the top ten or twelve. I didn't like that. I still don't like it. I mean, uh, the Titans are just not a team that I want to back at all. And uh, no, I would. I would no absolutely no to Chigakonkwa. Okay, let let me ask you this: for ten and twelve team leagues, at one point with him on a bye this week, at one point do you bail on Kyle Pitts? I. I, I... It's really I mean, hard. He's averaging 8.3 PPR points per game. He has one touchdown all year. Do do owners in 10 and 12 team leagues, do they hang on to him through the bye week? I say you hold on to him, but he's not startable. He just sits on the bottom of your bench as your backup tight end. I mean, if you decide to go one tight end, if you decide to go with one tight end, then you don't need Kyle Pitts on your team. I hear you. You're just going to keep waiting for something that's never coming. Yeah, that's what I say. Like to me, it was like you know, in our ten team league, I saw somebody dropped him. I'm like, wait, what? And then I look, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, when you're looking at his numbers, I mean, yeah. even in a ten team league, he's still tight end terrible. <laughs> like, he's, tight end terrible. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like he's not a tight end twenty. He's tight end terrible. You're not wrong, my friend. You're not wrong. You ready to do this DFS thing? Yeah, let's do it, man. You go first this time. All right, I will be going first. All right, my quarterback Brock Purdy. He's 5,800, and I think he absolutely goes off hosting Tampa Bay. I should have gone first. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. All right, my running back uh, running back one, I got uh, Devon Achan. Uh, he, he's 6,600. Did you see what he did before he got injured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to take him at 6,600 before he starts hitting Christian McCaffrey prices. My RB2, this is where I'm saving money. Every week I get some guy, you're like, what are you doing? Uh, uh, Rico Dowdle. Uh, he's at Carolina. He's only 4,600. I think if he gets a split with Tony Pollard and they get some garbage time, I think he actually can get some stats. And for 4600 I think the juice is worth the squeeze. Uh, my wide receiver one, I am pairing Debo Samuel with Brock Purdy. He's 6300 I think that's a good uh, tandem with Purdy and Samuel. Uh, allows me to get some other good names in my lineup. My wide receiver two, Tank Dell. Uh, 5900 I think he's got a good matchup, and he's been very consistent all year. Uh, my third wide receiver, DJ Moore. Um, he's only 5,600 because the last couple of weeks he struggled with Tyson Bajan. I think that um, 
I think that Justin Fields force feeds him. So any success they have in this, uh, the Bears have in this game, I think, uh, goes to DJ Moore. And at 5,600, I'll take it. My tight end, Trey McBride. Unbelievably, he's still 4,400 is his price. So I'm going to keep throwing him out there until they fix that. Plus, TJ Hoxton and, and Travis Kelsey were not in the main slate. So I had to, yes. uh, I had to zig and zag. So give me Trey McBride at 4,400 for my tight end. My flex, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but he's hosting the Chicago Bears. I understand they'll probably get Montgomery a touchdown, but I think Jamar Gibbs, uh, he gets the 60-40 of that timeshare, and at 7000 I'll take that because he hasn't reached Christian McCaffrey prices yet either. My defense, the Washington football team is hosting the Giants. I don't know if you've seen the Giants play football lately. <laughs> yeah, uh, that cost me 3600 so uh, give me the Washington football team as my defense. All right. So I'm gonna. My, we have a couple of things that are similar. Uh, I had Dowdle in there. I, I took him out at the. I took him out as we got closer to it because I just had more money to put out there. So I just uh, made some made some changes around and stuff. But yeah, quarterback <laughs> Brock Purdy, <laughs> right? Fifty eight hundred. I mean, yeah. I don't. Yeah, a Tampa Bay team that can't stop the pass. Um, and then uh, I I now I'm going the opposite of you. You went with Jameer Gibbs. I'm going with David Montgomery as my RB one. Sixty five hundred. I think that. Uh, Montgomery is going to have a day. I think that he really wants to put it on the Bears, and I think that uh, Campbell is going to let him because that's what the that's Detroit loves. The, Detroit loves their players. They love their team. They love their coach. I feel like their coach respects them and wants to wants to put them in situations to succeed where they really want to succeed. I think Dave, David Montgomery. I feel like you could have said David Montgomery hosting the Bears and moved on. Yeah, <laughs> revenge game. <laughs> All right, uh, my next running back, sixty-one hundred. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. I'm gonna go on a prayer that uh, that uh, now that Dorsey's gone, that they're gonna actually make an attempt to run the ball. I'm going with James Cook. Go, my guy, James Cook. That's why you're Here. so fighting for so, him. Like, I, I, you know what? What? Okay, our uh, wide receiver one, Debo. Like same exact thing you said. Yeah. You're gonna, you got to pair up. You got to pair somebody up with with Brock if he's if you're gonna win some money. Um, fifty-nine hundred, Tank Dell. You know, we're, we're very similar on this. <laughs> then my, my third receiver, I'm going a little different than you, 5,800, Terry McLaurin. You're playing against a very bad Giants team, and Terry McLaurin usually, I believe, in the last like six or seven times he's played against the Giants, he's had over 75 yards receiving every single one of those games. So just runs it, but he just likes, he likes playing against the Giants. And with this Giants team, who wouldn't like to play against the Giants? <laughs> All right, tight end, you said it. If everyone else is on buys, I do not trust Gray, uh, I do not trust Kittle um, to spend all that money on him. So I'm going with Trey McBride at 4,400. Kyler Murray likes throwing him to him. He seems to be somebody that's really taking off and 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 picking up steam at the right time. I can't believe I'm going to say this in my flex position. I'm going to take somebody that I don't believe anybody else is going to take, and I'm going to hope that it works out. Calvin uh, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Four hundred. All right. I, I I had Dowdle in there. I I made some moves around to free up some money, and I'm gonna go with Calvin Ridley because you know what? With how inconsistent he is, I don't believe anybody else is picking this guy. And if this happens to be the week that he goes off, I will be more than happy to reap the benefits of it because nobody else should be taking this guy. Nobody. All right. And then uh, my last pick here. Uh, I do I do like the your your defense. But I'm going to go with the uh, DTR, you know, uh, the DTR and Cleveland. I'm going to go with the Steelers defense because the Steelers just keep finding ways to make force turnovers when they absolutely need to. And the one time he started, he threw three picks and threw for 120 yards. 
I hear you. Now, this is we usually end our fantasy episodes with fun time, and, and I'm not going to steal your thunder. Your Rick rap is a great way to end it. I had some fun stuff myself. Uh, a couple things. The in, in the old did you know category, in week 10, Clayton Toon on one snap outscored Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Will Levis, and Garner Minshew. Nice. And the tush one, push. The tush push. On one snap, he outscored those four quarterbacks. Which is crazy because you always think, like, oh, Kyler, he can always get it on the run and stuff like that. But they clearly, when they went to the tush push, they're, they're, went to the tush push, they're like, oh, we don't want to get you hurt. Just oh, now. yeah, he just came back. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. On one snap, he outscored those four quarterbacks. Yeah. My, my other fun time stuff before I kick it to you for the Rick Rap, um, the, the odds shift from the Deshaun Watson injury. The Browns are 6-3, and three, and once Deshaun Watson was announced he's out for the year, to win the AFC, they went from 13-1 to one to 20-1, to one. and to win the Super Bowl, they went from 30-1 uh, to one to 45-1. to one. Yeah. Huge shift with one player. I still wouldn't put 40. I still wouldn't bet it for 45-1. to one. No. I mean, even if I had like a 5 or $10 free bet, I wouldn't bother. Yeah. All right, guys, so survival pools, at this point, you shouldn't have Dallas left because if you took anybody other than Dallas, you got knocked out last week because I was in that group of people that got knocked out because everybody lost that was a big favorite with the exception of Dallas. So you shouldn't have Dallas to pick anymore, so therefore you can't pick them this week. So I'm going to go out here and I'm going to say uh, San Francisco. You got the 49ers playing against Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay's a lot better of a team than some of the other teams that are playing, but you got bad teams playing against bad teams. San Francisco at home should be able to take care of Tampa Bay. So if you're still in a survival survival pool, my pick would be San, San Francisco. Um, all right, fantasy eliminator now. Um, all right, we're going to go. We're, we're Once again, we're trying to push through here. A lot of people, Tim, you're still in. I squeezed by thanks jeff for yes. uh, jeffrey s for falling on that bullet for me or yeah there's falling on that grenade you know, but hey we're going here i'm gonna go with cj stroud this week uh as my quarterback he's been putting up big big points i'm gonna go with david montgomery i think there's gonna be a big spot a big uh, he's gonna at least get a touchdown and i think he's gonna get a decent amount of yardage i think that uh, campbell's gonna make sure to feed him the ball against that bears team that he used to play on give me debo i think debo is gonna have a good week here i'm gonna Try to get rid of most of these 49er players because they're so Jekyll and Hyde on what you see on point wise. Points wise, I give me Terry McLaurin. He always seems to put up big points against the Giants. And uh give me Amendola from uh, Houston. Let's go ahead and get that kicker out of the way there. I'll go ahead and take a, a kicker nobody else has taken and see how it goes. So there you go, guys. There's our picks. Tim, you have anything else you wanted to touch base on before we uh before we cut yeah, it loose here? You know what? Next week is Thanksgiving. Um there, there's a lot of going on. There's a Black Friday game. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh so, it's, so we're going to get some content out to you next week, but... Uh, we have no idea when that's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> we have no idea. Like, it, we want to try to do it. Uh, doing it on Thursdays is obviously not going to be conducive to the holiday. Um, so we're going to see. Maybe we do one Wednesday right after work or something. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, we're going to try to get... We're going to get something out there for you one way or the other. But, hey, guys, thanks a lot for listening. Good luck with your picks. Good luck with your bets. Good luck with your fantasy teams. Hope it all works out for you guys this week. And just have a great weekend, guys.